Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. It's Star Style, be the star you are. Again with you this week, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are 501c3 Charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network Empowerment Channel. We strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, honored as a top nonprofit for the five consecutive years by GuideStar. You can get information and make a donation at BeTheStarYouAre.org. And check out our upcoming book, Blowout Bash, at www.btsya.org and this miracle moment is from Edgar J. Moan a lie has speed but truth has endurance and boy do we have a thrilling chilling and spilling exciting show for you today it should be called lies spies and thighs I think (laughs) if you are a fan of reality shows you're going to be shocked and surprised with the sociopaths that are surrounding some soccer mom PIs in a scam with dirty cops and actors that are all reaching for their 15 minutes of fame when Pete Crook joins us in segment two to discuss his new book, The Setup. In our last segment, we're going to share a few ways you can protect kids from the inordinate amount of violence in the media. But right now, we want you to get your bar on with our certified bar instructor and, of course, our Health Matters host, Heather Brittany, (laughs) as uh, she's going to help us have a full-body workout that tones and tightens and lifts and invigorates, whether we are male or female. Well, Heather, 
you have always been a major health advocate as a reproductive health professional, and now you've taken it a step further with a certification in bar method. Talk to us about how this discipline is different than others and how it can assist us in being stronger, healthier, and more active. Tell us what bar is and why you love it so much. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, you know, in general, my biggest takeaway of no matter what, whether you choose to hop on the bar bandwagon or not, is just be physically active in your life. Any kind of physical activity, um, whether running, jumping, playing, skipping, whatever it may be, is that you're being active. And um, now you even see those, inf- or not info, you just see commercials now advertising um, for kids and for families saying, you know, uh, I believe it's 50 a day or 60 a day trying to get 60 minutes of play. And they actually tell us to schedule in or exercise or workout times. Um, schools have now, you know, due to budget cuts, uh, cuts got uh, rid of a recess, got rid of a physical active PE. Um, so things like this now, any kind of physical, you know, things you can do to burn calories that's healthy for you, I support but, but hopping to, to get, my we have to have a lot thing. of aerobic exercise. You know, you have to get that oxygen pumping in your blood, even if you can just breathe, you know, breathe yeah, you heavily know it, 10 times a day. I mean, the, little, the, little things, the little things you can do every day to just get physical activity going is, is fantastic. Be proud of that. But me getting to my, my favorite, I mean, I do love the bar, but my favorite bar, but I'm um, multiple puns intended, um, is the bar method. But bar in general, I just actually read a, a recent article that was released about oh, 10 days ago saying um, that bar in general, now there's different ways, the bar method is spelled just B-A-R, but bar, when you hear it most oftentimes, um, the B-A-R-R-E, that bar, the overall just concept concept of bar is um, the new trend of 2015, um, whatever that may be. But uh, nationwide within America, there are over 700 various bar style studios. Um, and every in one is individual is different than the other. I um, personally, I work for Bar Method, but there is Daily Bar, uh, Studio Bar, Pop Physique, all these different kind of things. And what the main thing um that these are incorporating. Now, some kind of do a little bit more cardio or a little bit more weights, but the main takeaway, um, why bar is such an effective thing, is that it's one hour of high-intensity, low-impact work um, focusing on isometrics. So what that means is that this is going to be high. Getting your heart rate up, when your heart rate's up, you're burning more calories, and that's just a natural flight or fight thing um, that we've developed over time from the caveman things. But when your heart rate's up, you're burning more calories. Um, and the low impact thing is meaning low impact on your joints. This is you're not jumping and, and hopping and running like all these intense things um, that can be hard on your muscles. So that's why bar in general. Now I'm going to speak for just all things, not singling out anyone because I just encourage people with all that. But um, that's why it's a fantastic thing for people who um, have, may have experienced any injuries in life or have certain things that I, I know over time growing up, I used to run all the time. And now I say I'm a walker. I love just getting out. I can walk for But if I run now, it's really hard on my joints. It hurts my knees. As, as we age, no matter how many vitamins and healthy things we eat, um, our bodies just change. And we. And need I think a lot of people have that experience with running, you know, and that's why swimming is such an incredible exercise. I was because there's no pressure on your body. Exactly, and that's exactly what we say, that bar method is a, or excuse me, that bar in general 
Um, and now I will be a little bit biased speaking on the bar method side of my thing of it, but um, uh, bar method in general, we, we say we are a no to low impact. Um, and it's one hour. And, you know, it starts with warm-up and then free weights, push-ups. And I think the biggest misconception is when people hear bar, they think because it is uh, and ballet based, that there is a bar, a ballet bar in it. Um, but really, it's just there for stability, just something to balance your hand on. Um, I remember my very first class, I going into it, I went to the gym before. My friend, the whole reason I got involved was uh, I was getting married, and of course, I wanted my whole body to look great, but really, I wanted those bridal arms. I wanted to have great arms for the wedding because that's all really people see of you when you're dressed. You're all you're in this big giant cake of a dress, but people see your arms and I wanted that. And a girlfriend of mine was doing it and she said, Oh, you know, I have a free pass and you might enjoy this and but I thought it was gonna be very, you know, stretching and delicate and dainty. And I even went to the gym before thinking, you know, whatever. And I went to this and not only was I sweating I was like crawling out of the class. It was so it when it was done, it was so intense. As I said, it's easy on your joints, but your muscles, I mean, you're using, for weight work, you're using two, three-pound weights, and you're it's shivering. Uh, I hurt for but, three days after experiencing bar with you. <laughs> yeah. But and, I felt great, and I did feel very toned. And it was and, like, you know, it and, was like everything so tight, is, tightened up, even the first workout. Yeah, and so the, the big thing with just bar in general is, that um, we're, we're uh, connecting to, we're using isometric. So what isometric is, is it's isolating the muscles. And as you know, if you just kind of break down in all the vocabulary words of it, is isolate, when something is isolated and alone, it's going to fight, you know, if you, if you, uh, if your friends abandon you and now it's you against six other people and in front, you know, you are, you're going to just put everything into this. So when it's isolated, you've got to work a lot harder when you're all alone. So when you isolate a muscle, it's all on its own. So it, it, it's going to start to tremble and work. So when, uh, for, we start off, you know, with, you start with, with weight work. And I used to be someone that a gym rat, as I would say, go to the go to the gym, and I would work out for an hour, two hours. I'd go on the treadmill, I would, and but I really knew, never knew what I was doing. And that's also one thing is people a lot of times um, they work the outer muscles. We work that by gyms, you know, they have all these mirrors in front. At bar, we have mirrors, but more so you can see. Um, see your posture, and that's one thing. Bar method, we focus. We're the only, or bar method is um, the only bar style that actually works with uh, physical therapists to help uh, create um, the, the the choreography and the workout routines, so that we can create modifications for people that have may have more uh, more needs and relies to certain muscle things. You know, sciatica, knee injuries, um, pregnancy, even. Uh, so that you know, you're working because the biggest thing is is proper posture. We really um, we're sticklers about having good form, and you know you'll see people why why people do you know in gyms will spend money for a personal trainer because they're not only there to encourage you, but they're also there hopefully to get you in proper form. And you'll see these people. I mean, why gyms in general make you know bajillion dollar industry is they kind of you know create a room, a place that people can go work out. Um, but there's just lots of equipment there, and you really don't know how to use it. I mean, I know I used to always, you know, I'd use heavier weights, and I would feel like, oh, I'm just, I'm doing this. And I, I would work out, and I would go on the treadmill or the elliptical, and it would say, you know, 400 calories, and I, and I would be there for two hours. But I, I was never seeing any change in my body. I wasn't gaining or losing weight. I was just kind of there, and I was just kind of feeling better that I was working out. But is this, that is that is that why your body really doesn't change uh, when you're doing so the gym? Because I, I know a lot of well, people think, that don't get any results at all. 
And is that just because yeah, well, they don't know what they're overall, doing or they're doing no the what. same thing every day? They're not changing it up? Yeah, well, you know, the big thing is, yeah, is muscle confusion and isolate is that people, a lot of times um, what happens when you're at the gym is you're using momentum. You're not using muscle. So that's why it, um, picking up a heavier weight, if I'm going, in, you know, I, I'm speaking as if, you know, every, all of our listeners can see what I'm doing now, but, but, you know, picking up a heavy weight and using and doing it quickly, you know, lift up, down, up, down, um, you know, sort of like a bicep curl. And, but if you take that heavy weight and then you start slowing it down, maybe going up, up, taking about five seconds to actually get up to your shoulder, back down, but you probably wouldn't be able to make it another curl back in. That's just why, um, uh, what do you got? pull-ups and that, things can be very challenging when you're working at a slower pace and then, change, and then changing you your know, pace. You know, it's so funny mm-hmm. that when you talk about this, Heather, it's, that is exactly, I think, what happened to me because I was always so proud that I could take these weights and I was really fast with them. I mean, you know, I'm yeah. kind of speeding Gonzalez anyway and I want to do everything fast and I would do all these, these weights, at, and, but I really didn't see any difference. And then when you started me on, instead of five-pound weights in each yeah. arm well, or 10-pound weights, you said go to three and then just do it tiny, tiny. Oh, my gosh. It was like killer. Yeah. You know, it was I really, have to say really my hard. husband, my, my, my uh, six, six three. I think he might be 6'3", 220, 230, fireman of a husband. He came to a my bring a bo- bring a boy to bar class when I taught, um, which uh, you know I will, I will get to in the whole the male thing. But you know, coming in thinking you know I'm a guy, and, and I told him I warned him you know we use a little bit lighter. The heaviest weight that I, I believe our studio carries is six pounds, um, which sounds so little, but when you're working in this style. Uh, six pounds, it turns into 5,000 pounds. And he, you know, laughing a bit, he started struggling and he, you know, was saying like, oh, I, you know, I, I just, I wanted to be so manly, but, you know, he had to eventually pick up lighter weights. Um, and the big thing um, overall, you know, I, I can't speak for other things, but is focusing on form. I think one, you know, one, uh, one push-up, one curl, one bicep curl, I think in proper form and is is better than a 500 in poor form. And that's why a lot of times when people go to these gyms, especially all on their own, we don't really know what we're doing. We're just kind of, you know, going through the motions. And that's why people don't see results. They're using momentum over muscle. And you really want to isolate these muscles, really work into it. And why in, in, in a single bar class, depending, and there's all different kinds of levels, and there is different styles, and why why this kind of phenomenon is kind of taking a uh, core idea and running with it and kind of doing all these different things with it. You can burn anywhere from two to 600 calories per class. Um, and me personally, I've always been a person that it's really hard. You know, we both have that same energy level. It's hard to constrain me to a room for an hour. That sounds terrible, me being I'm stuck for somewhere. But there is sort of this team thing when you have um, one thing I'm to say is that bar classes in general have fantastic music. I, I think another big thing is having good instructors, people that you feel motivated, that you want to be there. And there's sort of you get this team morale, even though you're working out for yourself, and you will see all kinds of body types, um, male and female. And, I mean, I must say for um, uh, our studio in general that it is more female-dominated, but that's not the case um, nationwide. And bar really is for everyone. And speaking of people sometimes think, oh, you know, maybe I'm too – 
Uh, I'm too old for this. Not at all. Our founder, actually, she is 68 years old, and she has the most rockin' body. And, I mean, she looks maybe, maybe 50 would be even, I would, I would say late 40s of how toned her body is. And I see this, I have clients that are in their 60s to 70s, and they are my biggest motivation as well as the pregnant people that come in. Um, well, I think isn't that the key, Heather? I mean, you know, I don't care what age you are. It, I just want to be healthy. So by doing this kind of exercise, you know, and getting exercise and eating correctly and breathing and all of that, thinking positively, and, doing good works, we're going to look know better, feel better, you, and be young. You know, we might not be young you, forever. You brought on it a really great thing. And, you know, I mean, again, I'm a lover of all of all workout things, I, I used to be the biggest yogi, and I love yoga so much. And I, I think um, one thing to take from that too is, especially in my classes, and I think we, we try to we try to express this, but you know, each teacher has a different style. But for me, breathing is your most important thing because within your breathing, so you have your body is just muscles all around, and you have various um, abs. And so, what I was saying earlier before is that when people work out, they're usually just working on what they can see in the mirror. So a lot of times you don't think to establish a core, something underneath. And you, you know if you have a stronger core, if you have something inside that's going to be better, the outside will be better. So, um, when it Well, comes Heather, to abs, with like, that, I know that you're going to go on with breathing oh. and we could do a whole hour of just how to breathe and be healthy. But we're going to have to uh, wind it up because we're going to need to go to break here. So right, well, my give us your takeaways. My last thing to take away is whatever you do with your exercises, use sharp, heavy exhales. No matter, it doesn't matter if you're at the gym, if you're at a bar class, be embarrassed by how loud your breath can be because you will work into your deepest abs, your transverse abdominis, which are basically like your corset muscles. They wrap around you so tightly. Once those muscles are strong, that's when your rectus abdominis, your six-pack abs, can kind of come forward first, and then you can have the C things. Otherwise, you need to have that nice, strong core, and that will affect your hips, your back, everything in your formation. For more information on all this stuff, you can check out our website. It's going to be the com, as well as be the Staryu.r.org and always work out every day, have fun, live, laugh, and use your sharp, audible exhales. Oh, I love that. And you know, we call that when I'm coaching people, I call it the moaning breath. It's like take a deep breath in and then moan all your stresses out. It's like, let (laughs) it out. I just want to make a quick announcement before we go to break, and that is on April 25th. We are having the book blowout bash in Moraga. It's going to be at the 5A Rena Space. Hundreds of brand new best selling books will be on a blowout sale with all the proceeds benefiting Be the Star You Are. And there'll be free uh, snacks, entertainment by the Be the Star You Are Orchestra and singing. It's all a kids' crafts, kind of a, a concert. The authors of Daddy Look will be there. I'll be there, of course, autographing books. And you can find out more at um, starstyleradio.com. Go to events or btsya.org under events. And thank you so much to Brooks Aubrey and uh, Children's Success Unlimited for sponsoring this. This is going to be a great time. Now, for all of you, we do not want you to go away because how does a lifestyle magazine writer and editor become an accidental investigative reporter? You're going to find out when we come back from break with Pete Crooks. He is the author of a true crime sensation, The Setup. 
a true story of dirty cops, soccer moms, and reality TV. You don't want to miss this segment. I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. Stay with us. Be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR and visit www.cynthiabryan.com When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan www.cynthiabryan.com Be the star you are Light up the flame that burns Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3 a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, thank you so much for staying with us here in our playground, Star Style. Be the star you are. My name is Cynthia Bryan. We are broadcasting live on the Voice America Network and on the Empowerment Channel, where every week we bring you the pioneers on the planet, the movers, the shakers, and the do-gooders who are really making a positive difference for our communities and our country. Well, Mark Twain said, truth is stranger than fiction, but it is because fiction is obliged to stick to possibilities, and truth isn't. (laughs) Diablo Magazine is an award-winning regional magazine right here in Northern California that focuses Focuses on the East Bay personalities, general lifestyle content, and since 1998, Pete Crooks has been part of that writing and editorial team, covering entertainment, charitable events, local heroes, anything that is happening in Diablo Country. But one day, he received a pitch from a publicist about a forthcoming reality TV show to be broadcast on Lifetime, focused on soccer mom private investigators. You know, something like a Charlie's Angel thing. Right here in his neighborhood, he was invited for a ride-along. And that was just the beginning of more scams, fakes, and stings in a quest for fame. I want to welcome Pete Crooks to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hi, Pete. 
coming. Well, I am so happy that you are here with us. It is a great book, The Setup, A True Story of Dirty Cops, Soccer Moms, and Reality TV. You have graduated from, you know, being uh, just the senior editor and senior writer of whatever comes along to being an accidental investigative reporter. <laughs> How does that feel? Uh, it, it's been very exciting to, to put this book together in four years of writing. Morning. And, um, you know, it all started uh, just over four years ago when I was invited by this publicist to write about a private investigator in Concord, California named Chris Butler, who uh, had aspirations of becoming the next uh, big reality TV star. He kind of wanted to be Magnum P.I. For the, for the reality show age. And Butler's hook was that he hired soccer moms, um, Suburban moms who didn't necessarily have um, a background in law enforcement or investigative work, but uh, Butler sort of had this very appealing pitch that moms have a sixth sense and a skill set that is um, very intuitive and very uh, purpose for private eye work. That might have been the only correct thing that he had going for him. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny, he didn't, he wasn't even the one that came up with that pitch. Like, originally Butler had, had this idea to pitch a reality show just about himself. Um, but he happened to have a couple of moms that worked for him, and one of his clients pointed out that these moms were, um, were very effective in their investigative work, but they were also, um, very caring and empathetic to, to this client's situation and so Butler kind of tweaked his his reality show pitch and said you know what if it was about these moms and how I trained them to become super PIs now I wasn't the first person that was pitched this story by the time um, they got around to pitching Diablo magazine on the PI moms they had already been featured in People magazine the Today Show and um, Dr. Phil did a full hour uh, about these PI moms and all of those stories were you know, very complimentary about how, how cool it was that Chris Butler was training these women and how they were reinventing themselves as sort of these super undercover investigators. Right, and so you had actually no reason to suspect anything. I mean, with major national media already behind him, this seemed like, wow, this is so cool happening in my backyard. I really, you were probably very excited to go on this ride along. Yeah. I was interested to write about how television was going to change the lives of these of these people who live in the suburban East Bay that, that you know the area that Diablo magazine covers um, I'm not even a fan of reality TV I, I don't watch those shows in my personal time but I just thought it was interesting how these moms were going to go from you know being sort of average suburban mom, yeah. moms to uh, you know, the, the people that we talk about at the water cooler. So Right. That was and, and that's a really great hook. It's a great, that was would have been a fascinating story. But your story got better. Well, it got stranger. Um, Definitely so stranger. In September of 2010, I went on this, I, I, I tagged along with two PI moms and Chris Butler on, a, um, on one of the investigative cases that they were supposed to be, um, sort of snooping on, um, I met this woman who claimed to be a client of Chris Butler's, and she thought that her fiancé may be fooling around on his, um, on his 
trips to the gym. He was taking longer and longer to come back from the gym, and she had checked his his workout bag and his his workout clothes were neatly folded at the end of uh, at the end of the day. So he clearly hadn't been to the gym that day, and so. I went on this ride-along with these two moms, and we followed this man all over the East Bay from Lafayette to Moraga out to Blackhawk, and then the man picked up a young woman, and they went wine-tasting up in the Napa Valley, and they went out to lunch, and they ended up going to a hotel together. So it was very apparent that this fellow was fooling around. He certainly, you know, these moms were videotaping him all day, so it was... It was my belief that they had, you know, more than enough information to go back to this client and say, you know, we clearly followed this guy uh, and he didn't, he didn't stay at the gym. He went out on a date. Um, but the story took a very strange twist when several months after I went to, um, to go on the ride-along, uh, I received an email from somebody who um, turned out to work for the private investigator, Chris Butler, uh, using an alias, they contacted me at Diablo and said that that whole case that I witnessed, um, which involved nine uh, players, um, private investigators, then Chris Butler, the head of the private investigators, a client, the couple, and an intern that worked for Chris Butler. So nine adults conspired to stage that case so they would fake an investigation for me to witness so I would write a favorable story in Diablo magazine. And it's it turned out it's, to it's be unbelievable. That, that, and that turned out to be accurate that that case was what they had done media empire. They and they lied to the um, Today Show and People magazine and Dr. Phil. They just created these cases out of thin air and had a reporter follow along, you know, very brazenly um, built this house of cards up, and that's why life, you know, People Magazine's feature section and on the Today Show, that's when Lifetime came along this reality show. You know, what I was wondering, I mean, it was amazing how long you stayed on it, and then when this uh, quote-unquote informant, you know, RR sent you these emails, it was so impressive to me that you decided to trust him, help him, as well as when he asked for help, you know, to find somebody in law enforcement. You came up with Cindy Hall, who was able to put this all together and get it to the right people. Now, so some of these people are now behind bars, including police officers and, uh, of course, Chris Butler. And I'm not even going to name... I'm not going to even give the name out of the actor who purported to be a West Point graduate and in the service and at 9-11 because that doesn't deserve any more publicity. <laughs> but did you find it? How It seems like I would have been frightened um, and watching, as you said, in the rearview mirror. So, so um, Pete, I'm going to just talk about what I have enjoyed of your book um, because... It was really, it's really an engaging read. And what is so amazing about it is how many characters are in this book. And, you know, what I like something about it that you do in your book is throughout, you are a film noir, not only 
you just love it, but you're a critic of it, and you you host classic film festivals and you know those kind of things and you would say what would Columbo do now and I thought that was an interesting way of how you always associated with different movies and different things that were happening in there you were wondering you were finding out how this would transpire but to think that this is happening in a neighborhood community and was there at any time that uh, you were fearful uh, definitely very concerned. Um, there, there was the, the threat that um, high-ranking police officers uh, were were selling drugs that were stolen out of evidence, and and this private investigator, Chris Butler, um, was you know is now notorious for for setting people up to be arrested um, by getting them drunk and putting them out on the road, and then having one of his police officer friends pull them over right away. But also, you know, he admitted in court to, you know, planting drugs on people or, or, or offering to plant drugs on people. So at, at one point, I, you know, I found out that Chris Butler knew that I knew that I had been set up on this fake case and that I wasn't just going away. I was chasing the story. And at that same time, I also knew that Chris Butler was selling drugs that were stolen out of the police evidence locker. Um, now, Butler didn't know everything that I knew about him, but he knew enough about me that he said, you know, it looks like we need to set Pete Brooks up to get some leverage on him. So certainly there were some very concerning days that, you know, I had to contact law enforcement and say, look, I'm getting information that Butler's threatening to set me up. And, you know, it was just a very vague um, threat, but it was very, very... But it was uh, real. It was a real threat. very real and very disconcerting. Well, definitely disconcerting, especially since he had set up so many people. He was stinging all these people. I think what uh, what upset me uh, so much when I was reading your book, and by the way, for our listeners just joining us, we are speaking with Pete Crooks. He is the author of the new book, The Setup. It's a true story of dirty cops, soccer moms, and reality TV. And it is such a riveting read because... It is, it is, it's, it's, you know, it's like a lie has speed, truth has endurance. It is crazier than fiction. And you can find out more at crooksmedia.com. But you know what it disturbed me, Pete, so much was the fact that he set up these people, these business people, winery owners and other business people for these fake DUIs. I mean, they were real DUIs, but he set them up. And yeah. that... To me, it was horrific. It also was horrific to me that he and his other corrupt cop buddies would bust these massage parlors or or houses of prostitutions or brothels and steal, you know, steal from these women who were most likely sex slaves. They were probably brought to this country. They probably had pimps, you know, that were now going to do something horrendous to them. These they were really bad guys. Oh yeah, and it's you know. Very upsetting to find out that this was going on right in our backyard. You know, I care very much about this community that Diablo Magazine, you know, covers. It's nice to work for a magazine that celebrates the community. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, what I exposed, what I originally thought I I might be able to help expose was that this high-ranking police officer and Chris Butler were selling stolen drugs. And then when the curtain got pulled back, you know, it wasn't just that. Chris Butler was running a brothel. Um, they were robbing uh, these Asian prostitutes, and as you described, you know, they were not 
here on a work visa. They were probably brought into the country in a shipping container or something, and um, they were working as sex slaves here. And, right. and so when the chills. door gets kicked in and a cop comes in with his badge out and steals their cash, their cell phones, and their computer, you know, what does that woman tell her pimp at the end of the night? Um, you know, and what happens to her then? You know, it's very upsetting um, behavior and a sociopathic behavior um, for the most part. And, and so one of the big rewards of telling the story is, you know, exposing this kind of corruption because it's unacceptable, especially... Well, not only exposing it, I, I really think that you have to be commended for your bravery for hanging in there for so, you know, for so long under all of these circumstances, but then also going the extra mile. Of, I mean, these people were prosecuted, and they, some of them are... In prison, some of the police are. Chris Butler is. Uh, uh, Norm Welsh, who was, I mean, that's the sad, to me, that was very sad, you know, that he was the head of the narcotics, and now he's behind bars. Uh, what do you think will happen when, when their days are over of doing their time? Will, will they be, I mean, will they be free? Well, uh, Norm Wolf has a lot of time to think about that. He, he was sentenced to 14 and a half years. Right. Uh, Chris Butler, got eight, right? He got Butler eight got eight and had a, a year taken off because he then was a cooperative witness against several, uh, one of the police officers that, that was prosecuted. At the end of the day, five Bay Area police officers, uh, Butler, a private investigator, and a former police officer, and a family law attorney named Mary Nolan were all sentenced in federal court, you know, and they're now um, felony. They all have felonies on their record. Um, that said, uh, I was able to meet some really amazing law enforcement professionals uh, while reporting this story. The Department of Justice agents that conducted that investigation and my friend Cindy Hall, who you mentioned, who's now retired but worked for a long time for the uh, Alameda County District Attorney's Office as an investigator. Uh, you know, there. It, 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 I, I hope it comes through in the book that there are some really amazing uh, well, law they, enforcement professionals. They were amazing. I mean, the, you you mentioned. I mean, you mentioned several, but you know, Special Agent Dean Johnston, and then Deputy Director of the Division of Law Enforcement for uh, California Department of Justice, Kent Shaw. I mean, they and their team were really responsible for moving so swiftly. On this, I mean, and it really went down fast. And and I think what was exciting is to me that's the show. And I do hope it is going to be a movie. I mean, you with your background in loving in, in loving these film noirs, this is definitely this is a doozy for yeah, a film. I just, I just read a new draft of the feature screen pro, screenplay last night, so. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to show the movie at the Arenda Theater one of these days. Wouldn't but. that be exciting? I hope you'll let me know. Well, I guess I'll be reading about it anyway, but I definitely right. want to, I definitely want to be there. I mean, this is a very, you know, it's an exciting time. You know, in going back to some of these, um, television shows and even radio shows that were duped, especially like Dr. Phil and, you know, uh, uh, what was it, 2020 and all of those, were this, was there ever any comment, because in the book, you know, I mean, you had tried endlessly to get in touch with them to let them know what was going on, and they didn't really respond. Has there been since now it's all out in the open and all of this, you know, everybody's under arrest, or well, not even arrest, they're actually in prison? Has there ever, has there been anything more? Um, for the most part, I got no comments from, uh, from the media outlets that were duped. 
Dr. Phil did do a follow-up show, um, and I actually was on that show for just a couple of minutes. Um, I mean, my wife has one of the funniest lines in the book uh, when I was asked to do the Dr. Phil show because I was working with, I was hired by 48 Hours to help 48 Hours put an hour-long special together, and then they wanted to interview Dr. Phil, and one of the stipulations was Dr. Phil wanted to have everybody come on the Dr. Phil show and explain how it all worked. Now, I was the person that told the Dr. Phil show, you know, a full year before they decided to do a follow-up show that they had been duped, and I went into great detail explaining, you know, how they had been duped, and that, you know, I I sent them a, a copy of the Diablo article before it came out so they would, you know, have a heads up in case anybody, you know, came calling on them. Um, and they didn't comment at that time. Um, when they did do a follow-up show, it was, it was kind of a train wreck. And, and I, I decided to go on it because uh, I thought it would be a fun chapter in the book. Um, my wife said, uh, hey, if you go on the Dr. Phil show, you will always be somebody that went on the Dr. Phil show. I and, know. Uh, when I read that, I had such a belly laugh. It was Heather Brittany would have been happy because I was definitely breathing deeply. But I, I thought that was such a funny line. Also, your wife was very astute when you had um, the other accomplice, when the... the um, the guy came to your house who you thought might become a friend because you had helped him so much. Right. And her question, she had another, she was really astute. Her question was, and why did you contact Pete Crooks from Diablo Magazine? Yeah, you of know, all the people, this entertainment. Of all the people, you, you contacted an entertainment writer, a lifestyle writer. What was that about? I thought, I thought that was really intuitive of her. Yeah, and, and, you know, sometimes you learn that um, you can get too close to a story. Um, I was very involved in this, um, you know, putting this informant in touch with a safe law enforcement contact. Right. And, and the, the informant emailed me daily uh, thanking me essentially for saving his life or for, um, you know, trusting him in his hour of need. Um, oh, yes. I mean, I mean, since he's given many interviews as uh, saying that he was absolutely certain that he was going to be killed, you know, so. Right. that he was going to be killed or, or right. that the, the instant that he saw the marijuana in the lockbox, he decided he was going to turn these people in, which my reporting shows is absolutely, you know, false. impossible. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, to take a step back from it, uh, or my wife, you know, she had enough distance and, and wasn't as emotionally um, engaged and was able to ask more, um, you know, sort of sobering questions. And that's a, an important lesson I learned as a reporter. But also, you know, the way I told the story in the book was from this first-person point of view. You know, I wanted to take the reader along on the ride that I went on, literally on the ride-along, uh, but all the way through the criminal investigation. And then piece in the information that I didn't know at the time, like this reality show that Lifetime film, like how, why was that such a disaster? And, and the Department of Justice investigation, how did they put that together? And, and by doing that, I thought that was the most exciting way to tell the story because it was certainly a thrilling and frightening and um, exciting experience to live through. Um, but, but certainly, yeah, um, you know, talking to other reporters, for example, who, you know, started reporting when the arrests were made, you know, hearing their point of view on the different players versus mine where I was more, you know, involved in, in getting the ball rolling on the investigation and, 
the adrenaline and excitement that came from that. You know, it was a much different experience than somebody who can kind of come in and say, okay, who's this person, who's this person, who's this person, what's a dirty DUI, you know, who's watching the, the evidence locker, Right. I mean, it is amazing. Hey, Pete, do you want to stay with me on the next segment for at least a little bit? Do you have a few more minutes? We're going to go to a quick break and we'll come back and we're going to find out about all these crazies who were willing just to be corrupt for their 15 minutes of fame. We're speaking with Pete Crooks. He's the author of A True Story of Dirty Cops, Soccer Moms, and Reality TV. The book is called The Setup, and his uh, you can go to his website for this short break. It's crooksmedia.com, and it is spelled like crook, C-R-O-O-K-S, media. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are on the Voice America Network. We're coming right back. Stay right with us. Pete, hold on. Back in a bit. The star you Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Our third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson, said, In matters of taste, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. Knowing what's right doesn't mean anything unless we do what's right. Having integrity means that sometimes we have to go against popular ideas in order to stand for truth and justice. What is popular is not always right, and what's right is not always popular. Being a rock of integrity ingratiates you with clients because you'll trust that you will do what you say. When you say, you'll do it. When your company walks their talk, you can be assured that your business will succeed. It is challenging to be at the forefront of any business, but a company with integrity as its foundation will outlast any scam operation any day. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information on booking a consultation or coaching session, call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827 or visit star-style.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in the light that shines. 
This is a power party. Hi again, it's Cynthia Bryan. Thank you so much for staying with us. I was going to be talking to you about how to keep kids away from scary situations, real or imagined, you know, to avoid anxiety and fear and to not expose them to so much media coverage that they're not equipped to handle, you know, all that violence and stuff that's out there. But we have such a juicy guest on right now with Pete Crooks and his new book, The Setup. And this truly is, it's a true story that is just wilder than anything that we could fix up in a fiction novel. So we wanted to keep him over. So Pete, thank you for staying on here on Star Style so that we could talk to you just a little bit more about everything that you've gone through in these last few years that have resulted in the book. Did you start writing the book, um, you know, or did you start keeping a lot of notes because you were going to be writing the Diablo story? I mean, I followed it in, in Diablo magazine and it was just shocking that this was happening right here in our neighborhood. But were all your notes what is what kept you going to write the book or when did you decide to write the book? I decided I was going to write a book about this before that first Diablo article came out. Um, now, some of that might have been pie in the sky optimism, but um, I uh, was, was helping somebody on a book project, uh, getting, get, get started on a book project um, the summer that uh, I started investigating the, the PI story. Um, and once that project uh, kind of, when I was done with that and the person sort of went off to write the book, I was really ready to write my own book had no idea what that was going to be, but, um, you know, I've been writing long-form magazine articles for for 15 years, so kind of had an idea that it would be time to write a, a longer piece. And, you know, um, when Chris Butler and Norm Welsh were arrested, or even when they were being investigated, I thought, you know, there's so much more here that would never fit into a magazine article that, um, you know, this is it, and I lived through this experience, so I have that extra... Um, not just insight, but that, um, you know, extra unique uh, storytelling angle that, you know, this is a, a true story that I, I lived through rather than simply a story that I reported after the fact. Right. It's, it was something that you personally experienced as opposed to being assigned to a story. And plus, you've always been a really terrific writer. You have a way with words and a way of really, uh, I think, and this is my opinion about you, is that you can establish you know, what goes on and you give it that spice of, of being there. I mean, when I read your stories, I feel like I'm living it. But how ex- how much more exciting it was to actually read what you had experienced. Have things changed, uh, for example, in the law enforcement or in because of what you were able to showcase, what you, you know, you, you pulled the curtain on just like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz? Um, well, you know, Norm Welsh being arrested, he was the highest-ranking uh, Department of Justice agent or, or State of California law enforcement agent ever to be arrested for selling drugs. Uh, yes. Or, or narcotics, yeah, narcotics agent to be arrested for selling drugs. So certainly that, you know, I think opened some eyes. Um, in, some, in some ways, you know, maybe not in the best way. Uh, you know, Jerry Brown... Um, Slashed the funding for um, some of the uh, narcotics task forces in California the year after all of this came out. Now, it's not like it was a unique situation that 
that the money was cut, you know, the Cal- California's uh, financial situation has been um, dicey for a long time, but those task force um, funds were always kind of something that um, that were were fairly safe. Um, obviously, we want to keep drugs out of the community, and um, and a lot of money is required to fund undercover operations like that. So, um, you know, I think that uh, you know the the CNET task force in, in Contra Costa County. That was going for nearly 30 years before it blew up, and it has never been, you know, resurrected. Um, Because how can, you know, how can we trust anybody that arrests somebody, you know, after that happened that, you know, there wasn't some corruption? And it's the same because... Well, and I'm sure there's a lot of temptation there because so much of their, you know, the, the cops are... They are taking in these drugs. A lot of it is in huge amounts. It's put into these lockers, uh, and then it has to be destroyed. Well, it is pretty easy because what those guys did is they went and buried what? Was it flour, sugar? They went and buried something else, you know, and said they destroyed it. They talked about dumping flour into a hole. Right, right. I wanted to ask you before we run out of time, whatever happened, you know, you you really got, you became connected with Lewis Platt and uh, Chris Flitter. They were, you know, part of the producer or the production team on the Lifetime Rally Show. And that, all that footage, of course, hasn't been aired yet. Uh, are you in contact with them? What? How did? How did they handle this when they realized it was all a fake? Because that had to be just very disheartening. Well, one of the really fascinating things I was always very interested to find out what happened to that reality show because it right. sort of fell apart without. It, it fell apart before Chris Butler got arrested. Right, and right. Lucas but you were Platt, in contact with them too. Yeah, and and they Lucas and Chris were both producers on that show. And they got the, the very keen impression from me that I had been set up on this fake case, and the Lifetime show had nothing to do with that case that I was set up. That, right. was, that was Chris Butler and his minions, those PI and moms. And, totally you know, for you, right? They, set it, they did that just to set you up so that you would write this positive story about them. Give them and publicity. That, and, and that people in the East Bay would read the story and go hire Chris Butler and the PI moms to investigate their cheating husbands. Right. You know, um, so what was really interesting about the reality show is the people at Lifetime that came in, they were actually trying to create a legitimate, you know, documentary reality show with actual cases that, where the PI moms have helped people. It's very complicated, but if you read the book, you'll, you'll see, like, California has very strict two-party consent um, laws, meaning it's, really hard to film a cheating husband case because all the cheating husband has to say is I don't want my footage to be shown. So So um, the footage, I am sorry to cut you off, Pete, but we're getting down to the last couple minutes and I want to give your website out, crooksmedia.com and the book is The Setup, A True Story of Dirty Cops, Soccer Moms and Reality TV. And I'm assuming, Pete, the bottom line is that uh, that footage has never been released yet from Lifetime, Yeah, right? no, Lifetime certainly hasn't shown it to me. I'd love to see it, but... Uh, Wouldn't it be great? Well, yeah. you are, um, you have been great on this, I just, on the show, and I wish you all success with your film that's coming up and with the book. And if, uh, you know, we just hope that 
you have a lot of uh, fun times and you don't get set up anymore. So uh-huh. thank you, Pete, for being on the show. Go to Quick so Media. Oh, yeah, it's been a great. And thank you all for being great listeners and allowing us into your life every week. Make sure you're tuned in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You can change your life and we want to make your dreams come true, but don't do it in a bad way like these guys. If you'd like to make a donation or get information about Be the Star You Are, go to be the star you are.org. I'm always trying to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And boy, we had some of that today. Until next week when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. Read a book this week. It's like a garden in your pocket. Pick up the setup. My name is Cynthia Bryan from Star Style. I thank you and I encourage you to be the star you are. I hope that you have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and most of all, be a good person. Thank you, Pete Crooks, for being on the show. This has been a really fun interview. Thanks so much, Pete. Thank you. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.